0: three two one hello and welcome everyone to the no outlet podcast and folks tonight we have a big big show hollywood a-list talent on the no outlet podcast you may have seen him uh in the netflix series ozark or perhaps uh, either one of the horrible bosses movies or maybe you know you remember him from silver spoons or even from the harper family uh, some reason he decided to slum it tonight with us. Uh, please give a warm, no outlet welcome to Jason Bateman. Jason, good to have you on the show.
1: Hey, thanks, thanks. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad my sister Justine was too busy so I could squeeze in here. Appreciate that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't get her on the phone for some reason. It's so weird. Yeah. All yeah. right. <clears throat> so we are we're talking fantasy football. It's three and out. Um, and, uh, as we do every week, we're just going to take three topics. They might be directly related to fantasy football. They might not be related at all, but we're going to try to tie them together and, uh, I will, uh, I'll start. And, um, the first one, it's, it's just kind of like, I'm a, I'm a Raiders fan. It's a curse. Um, but I am, I have been since I was five and I've never given up on them. Watched them last night. They looked okay. But one thing I I noticed was Hunter Renfro has this route and they're calling it, apparently it's a new route that, you know, is, is just now being run, which is interesting. It's 2021 and there's a brand new football route, but it's true. And they're calling it the China route. And in light of everything that's gone on the last two years with the China virus or what some, you know, people might call it, obviously I don't call it that, but uh, and all of the anti asian uh, American you know uh stigmatism out there, it seems like a weird thing to call a route, uh, especially considering the routes considering kind of the like, route you 're kind of like going crazy, <laughs> you know what I mean so I, mean, I wanted to get your opinion on if that 's a, a politically acceptable name to call a, a football running route pass route
1: uh well um I hadn't I hadn't seen that. And first of all, way to go with, for sticking with your team all that time. Um, it's like being a Patriots fan since I was five. Except it, it eventually got good. So sorry, got real good for you. But yeah, yeah but you you know way to stick that out. Um, I haven't seen the route, so I don't know if I would call it a China route by by definition. But uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I think probably not. I you know I don't know. Um, I was listening to XM and I think I caught like the, the, the Washington football club broadcast and a guy was like, Oh, there's three Redskins over there. And then he like backed up and awkwardly like interrupted the broadcast to try to fix it and backpedal and, you know, you know. Uh, but no, I, you know, I would say, I'd say I'm going to try to come up with something else unless it's just so clearly a Chinese route in a non-offensive way <laughs> that it and that's where I probably can't comment because I haven't seen how, how Chinese it is, but probably not very, what does, what, what does that even mean?
0: So I, I would highly encourage you and everybody else listening to Google the China route and basically what he does, he kind of right. like, he, it's a, it's a short little, it reminds me of like. Every route, oh, okay, because all
1: Chinese people are short and little. Maybe, it. no, maybe, yep, frowned upon. Yeah, I disagree.
0: You know, he's like, he kind of runs out one way, puts his hands up, runs out the other way, puts his hands up. Um, but and just for the record, the Raiders haven't always sucked between the time I was five and the time I was 15. They won three Super Bowls, so um, that was that was prime time. It's been it's been a fucking long time, but they used to be really that's good. That's True. Okay, so
1: I, that's my lack of history. Yeah. No,
0: no, that's okay. And and we solved one problem, and that problem is they're going to have to change the name of that route. It's just not going to work as the China route. So, Mr. Bateman, mm-hmm. you are you are up.
1: Seems bad. You're, what's that? Did I lose you? No, I just said it, it seems bad. That's my that's my impression. Oh yeah,
0: no, it's definitely bad. I think yeah, we, we, we agree on that and we're gonna we're gonna have to solve that some we'll have to I'll reach out to John Gruden and I'm sure he'll have no problem changing the name. He seems like a really flexible, open minded, you know, liberal type yeah. of guy.
1: Yep. Oh yeah, no, he's definitely got a big uh diversity, equity, inclusion program going on at the Raiders, I'm sure.
0: We joke, but actually he does have the only openly gay player on his team and he seems supportive of, of Mr. Nassib, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, Good I are not about
1: that. All right. So uh Mr. Bateman, Sorry.
0: please, it is it is your turn.
1: All right. Well, uh, I gotta say the programming has been terrific with Ugly Child and then uh, and then with with the new guest the Fantasy appearing last week. Uh, I've been tuning in and I thought he did a great job. And I just wanted to come off and say the side bet idea uh or betting, making bets like on our own game mm-hmm. is is a great one because so much more investment in trash talking if, if there's a little money on the line and what have you. So I I, I like the idea of people getting engaged in other people's games. Yep. So I just thought that was, as you kind of said on the show, uh, how did we not think of that before? Which yep. is that you know testament to any of the best ideas ever. So it seems so obvious. Um, I guess along those lines. Oh, another comment. If I come, just backing up to the last episode, but the total points conversation hit me pretty. Uh, I'm I'm a big believer in the value of total points.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I would never do a rotisserie only league where it's like cumulative all year. That's terrible. You got to have the head to head. But I I think I probably try to raise it in this league, and I do it in every other league. I try to boost up the prize for the most total points for the same reason that fantasy complained about and everybody else has still had at one point or another. Yeah you have a rocking team and just, uh, you know, just bad matchups.
0: It should be the so, equivalent uh, payout, right? Like it should be the equivalent payout I, is if you win the league.
1: I think so. Yeah. And I know and and I've put that to votes vote in several leagues and been shot down for uh, lobbying skills on my part. I don't know, but, and people just say, oh, wow, that's because that would have helped you historically. And I'm like, well, you know, it doesn't help me now. I'm not saying change it for me now, but uh, people just don't like it. But, uh, yeah, I think I think something more significant because it, it is definitely, uh, you know, sometimes a shitty team, eighth place team, you know, just bounces their way in and wins. And that's that's not frustrating unless you don't like the guy with the best team. But, you know, right. I think I think there's room for something like that. Increasing that 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 uh, prize is, is something I would recommend. Um so, but that got me thinking about other other things, and I think uh, speaking of obvious, I think there should be a penalty for the lowest number of points. Fuck yes, um, because you can have a bad record, all that same, but same pre- premise applies here. And one is, God, you suck, so let's penalize you, yeah. guy with lowest points. Two is a little bit in the uh, helping in the in the anti-tanking kind of department because I know this may or may not matter now. Um, where we've got kind of keepers' rules. Uh, I don't even know what the latest keepers' Cooper, rules are going to be if we're going to come back to keepers' just we, every,
0: we just make it up every year now.
1: Well, that's yeah. the thing because the, the strategy with the tanking changes uh, somewhat. I, I, I suppose that's more about your draft pick than your keepers, but you, you know, you're not doing any shenanigans, uh, about getting rid of good players if you have an option to keep. So I don't know. I think there seems to be something for, um, penalizing people with lowest points. So what do you you think of that? How how could that work?
0: I mean, bottom line is if you score the least number of points over in this year, it's a 17-game season, you are the worst manager. You're the worst manager. And so, therefore, if you're the worst manager in the same way that if you're the best manager and you either win the league or you have the most points and you get something, there needs to be that somehow, like, punitive relegation type situation. It's the reason why the Premier League – in the UK, it's such a great league. If you don't make the top 17 teams, you're fucking out, and you are out a lot of money, and you can't get the good TV rights. And so, there needs to be something. Now, obviously, we're not going to kick anybody out of the league, although that's what fantasy, uh does. <laughs> and I think it's kind of awesome and brutal at the same time. But we, you know, but I think we can add something into the mix. You know, maybe they have to wear something the whole time of the draft. Maybe they've got to be. Uh, the Slave, or that's the wrong oh. word. No, I didn't say yeah. that. I'm going to retract that. Maybe they have to be can, the helper. You can edit it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to edit that audio. Um, the helper at the draft to get everyone beverages and what have you. Um, so mm. I, I think that, you know, there, there could be something. There needs to be something. There should be something.
1: Yeah, I think we, we, could, we could work on something there. Because I think that, you know, this league being the in-person draft, makes it by leaps and bounds better than any others um, is all the more, you know, all the more reasons to have fanfare and, uh, and, and hijinks at the draft, I think are are encouraged. So yeah, that's a good one. Um, So, all right, put a, put a pin in that great idea. Yeah,
0: That's That's two problems solved in under 10 minutes. Um, Not like me. So uh, next, the next topic here. So I'm not sure if you've heard of the substance called Toradol. Have you heard of Toradol? Uh, Yes. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, we've got a a large studio audience there and they're kind of looking at me like, what's Toradol? Toradol is basically a type of steroid and it is handed out like candy in NFL locker rooms. It's completely within the guidelines of the NFL. It's okay to use. People use it before the game. People use it, you know, after the game. It makes you feel invincible. It makes you feel like you can go out there and take a hit, give a hit. Um, it certainly isn't the greatest thing for long-term uh, body <laughs> composition because you're just b- making it easier for yourself to, to crash into another human going, you know, 26 miles an hour. Um, but that's okay. And then in addition to that, the, the real bullshit is that you can have that all day long, but you can't have marijuana, which is a total travesty. I think that is beyond belief one of the the, the worst dichotomies of the NFL. But I'm not going to even get, go down the cannabis you know trail because it's just too easy. But what I am going to suggest is I'm going to suggest that full-on anabolic steroids of any type should be completely legal because everybody's using them. And the people that get caught just don't know how to cycle properly, but you can't get to the size and speed and girth of these human beings without some help. Uh, and the people that are using it and not getting caught know how to avoid the system. Um, and I think that they should allow them, if they're going to go out there and get CTE and all these other, you know, terrible things happening in their body, if I can let them get steroided up, go out there. And then the reason why this matters for a fantasy football discussion is if they were to say, "Okay, green light, you can use all the juice you want—Russian stuff, Mexican stuff, go nuts," then we're able to say, "Okay, who is on the juice?" Because then it wouldn't be a secret, and that would be a significant, uh, you know, impact on who you're actually going to pick up in the draft. Because if you had the choice between two players, and one was on high, very high quality PEDs and the other one wasn't, which one would you want to pick? Of course you picked the guy that was on the juice. So my suggestion to you, and I'm looking for your feedback here, is that all performance-enhancing drugs should be 100% available to players. I mean,
1: I feel like they are so – full of shit the way they even pretend to enforce anything that it, it's almost that way now. Like, can I, can you think of Good whenever guy. you hear PED in the NFL, all I think about is weed. Uh, yeah. cause I don't even know, like I'm looking, I'm like who, who actually has had like a real actual performance enhancing, you know, suspension. Oddly enough, um, there was
0: a guy from the Raiders that just got pegged for six games, uh, defensive tackle. Um, he wasn't even that was great. It,
1: Right, so like they, so it's like an obscure one here. I know Will Fuller had a suspension. Um, I was trying to remember what that was. it was. It sometimes it's been like, oh, uh, his buddy's ritalin. Like Jesus Christ! Like not studying for like a history exam. Like <laughs> <laughs> <it all> <laughs> Yeah, like it, they don't even seem to enforce it. But yeah, I mean, other than the fact, of course, it's a, it's a terrible idea to promote it as though it's good for the audience or for the players or whatnot it's actually happening so i think that's the only downside would be like you know sort of openly allowing it sort of then advocates for its use which is bad for you know real life like we don't really want people doing that but it's it's such a shit show that you know i mean it'd be really interesting to know what the percentage of people are who maybe the lower numbers who doesn't use something yeah okay so but i I, you know, I don't really don't know i honestly don't know even like how many people do i mean I, I sound naive but if you look at these guys they're just animals they're ripped they're just jacked in in ways that don't even seem possible even like receivers you know just look huge these days right i mean if you um, look at any,
0: any video from the nfl in the 80s and then you look yeah. at video of the nfl today it's like either <laughs> either the quality of steak in this country has gotten remarkably better <laughs> or or there's something else it's happening. Grass, it's
1: the grass fed beef. Right, exactly. That's
0: what it is. It's the Kobe. Yeah, I don't
1: know. It, it's one of those ones that I you know, they're already damaging themselves so badly um, that it's it's kinda you know, yeah, it's sad. Like, ah, it's sad. Um I think you we've probably talked about we have a, a friend who uh former coworker who uh, used to date Ted Johnson. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, so there was like a little insight into just like real life, like Ted Johnson's world these days. And it, it didn't, I don't think it, the, and it's all, you know, as you know, from CET and stuff, it wasn't kind to him. Um, yeah, that's and it's true. just like, a, just an embodiment of like how fucking ravaged these dudes are. Yep. Um, but you know, uh, for the sake of, um, a better podcast answer. Yeah. Drugs, all drugs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect. I like that turnaround at the end. That's all it takes, you know. Yeah. Too much analysis. <clears throat> okay, so <clears throat> what do you have for your next uh, your next topic, Mister Bateman?
1: Well, I just I'm hate to keep backpedaling, but there, you reminded me of something earlier with the discussion of yeah. kicking people out of a league. Uh, Commissioner Mad Dolphin um, has been known in other leagues to to do just that oh, uh, in a pretty ruthless way. Um, and uh, it was it was pretty fucking hilarious, actually, because um, it was for people who were just what uh, Fansky was talking about, people who were not managing their team, and then you'd have other dipshits winning against some idiot who's not uh, managing their team. And it's like, well, that guy, sh-, you know, nobody wants that guy to win, and you're just tanking for him because you're so disengaged um, that it got to be really frustrating. So if you weren't paying attention, there were people who wanted to be in this other league, and so <laughs> ruthlessly, uh yeah a couple people got asked uh and it was it was kind of it was kind of funny but kind of like woke everybody else up so you know
0: okay so we need um, to this is too good to go quickly through so we got to we got to walk this through <clears throat> so yeah. so there you are on a group text or a group email or whatever mm-hmm. and and here comes the commissioner and the commissioner says, what is it? An open, is an open letter to the entire league? Like, Hey, player number nine, player number 10, you guys suck. You're out. Or is it more like, Hey, just let everyone else know. It's almost like when somebody gets let go from a company, like uh, this GM is no longer with the league. Like how did it, how did that actually play out?
1: Oh, there were no, there was no HR tenderness around it. No, okay. it was much more like uh shame uh, and, and embarrassment and, uh, and, and just exile. And they it get was the pretty fuck ruthless. Out. Yeah. And, and, then almost to the point that you were like, ah, he's this kid. And then <laughs> <laughs> it was like, nope, no, really. Uh, this is a sincere communication. And, um, you know, and I will say it made everybody pay attention more. Right. from the future <laughs> you don't want to get kicked out of the league and I think that makes for better fans football because it, uh, it was it's an office league so sometimes you know uh, a little casual I'm just in this because it's the office thing no no we had plenty of people guys and gals who want to be in that league that were legit paying attention and uh, so there was no time for for Tom Foolery, and uh, yeah it was harsh but fair Okay,
0: so speaking of harsh, but well, I'm not saying harsh, but fair, but harsh. Have you seen The Squid Game on Netflix?
1: No, but I hear it's fantastic. My okay. son was actually trying to get me in on that, yeah.
0: Amazing. You got to see it. So I, I can't use that for an example, but I will use this one. So uh, Chairman Mao, right? Chairman Mao, uh, Joe Stalin, two of the most notoriously evil uh, leaders who have done terrible things to their, you know, in history, to their own countrymen. But the point is that, At first, everyone was just like, well, they're not really going to do it. And then they really do it. Oh, here's a better one. The scene from The Untouchables when uh, uh, Al Capone is walking around the dinner table and he's got a baseball bat in his hand and he seems like one of those and they're all kind of like joking and laughing and they don't seem to be taking him too seriously and he just kind of just starts whacking somebody in the head. The next thing you know, all the other people at the table are like, all right, whatever you say, boss. So at some points in time that's even right. though it's cruel and unusual, if you're the commissioner of a league and that league's going to be run properly, eh, sometimes you got to be harsh and you got to and you got to bring the hammer
1: down. I, I think that's right. I, I think it's it's like uh the commissioner is the equivalent of walking into the prison cafeteria the first time and just just punching somebody in the face, you know, smashing a tray over somebody's head just for looking at him sideways just to set a tone. That's right. And uh You know, so yeah, I think I think there's a lot to be learned from all these uh, noble, (laughs) noble (laughs) leaders you've outlined here.
0: Yeah, yeah, three of the greatest. And and again, you got to watch Squid Game; it's it's well worth it. Um, Okay, so have you heard of the strategy? The I guess it's a a draft strategy, but it ends up being your 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 team strategy. Uh, The snowplow. Have you heard of that? Uh no. I don't think okay. So. so the snowplow is a strategy where instead of picking like, you know, a quarterback from one team and then a running back from another team and on and on and on, you basically draft up and down the line the same team's players. So you'd have for an example, if uh we went back in time six or seven years, you would have uh uh Brady, you'd have uh Gutekowski, you'd have the Patriots D, you'd have Gronkowski, you'd have you know you'd have basically the entire patriots lineup so you're fielding and this is when they were just lighting up the sky with points you know you're you're fielding a very potent offense if you pick the right team to to put your snowplow onto the downside yeah. is a bi, the bye weeks are painful because you know you're 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 basically without a, a couple of positions no matter what if you want to keep your entire team intact number one yeah. number two you live and die by that team's success and um i i guess My question to you is, is that that almost like, um, you know, a strategy that like the Statue of Liberty play could never work in today's NFL because (laughs) it's too slow of a play, right? You go back and it's like, here's the ball and someone's going to come grab it. Well, that play would never work today because everybody would sniff it out. Is the snowplow a strategy could actually work or has the fantasy football league passed it by and it's impossible for that to work?
1: So uh, it's funny, I've done this without having a name for it, okay. um, Patrick Mahomes Rookie Year, and I, I have this thing that's uh, not a good strategy, but I like doing for sort of like reducing the strain on my brain cells on Sundays, Sure, um, which is I'll, I'll get a little bit attached to players. And so if I take a guy in draft one, you know, I'm, usually, I'm usually in about three weeks. If I pick this guy, I just start getting like really like buying in on my picks. Like, oh, that was really smart how you got Will Fuller, or, you know, whatever. So I'll take Will Fuller again in another draft. Like, aha, like have some inside info. It's just my dumbass from the day before. Um, <laughs> like, never mind all the expert analysis. Like, what did I do last night? So I'll try to do that and have like a couple of the same, you know, a couple of the same players, you know, just for like, ah, I don't want to have too many like this quarterbacks. You know, uh, on one of my teams is facing myself on the other team, and you can't win or you can't lose. I guess depends how you look at that. Yeah, but I did it all, Chiefs. I called my team name. I was very proud of this. Um, I, my team name was called Eight Chiefs for Life, and then I eventually wrote a song to the tune of Eighteen in Life by <laughs> the excellent band Skid Row. Absolutely, Sebastian and, uh, Bach. Sebastian Bach, the original. And he, yeah. So I, and it was. This was very much in, my song was very much inspired by uh, one of our favorite commissioners in our league, who's notorious for ten page word docs analyzing the whole league. Yes. He got me. He, he influenced me very strongly. Uh, he doesn't know this. To then to put the time in for like a whole trash talking song because my team, snowplow I mean, I just mauled everybody that year because it was like. Kelsey and Mahomes and Tyreek and whoever their other receiver was. And, you know, just like everybody, the kicker, Harrison Bucker. Oh, yeah. It was amazing, yeah. dude. I crushed it. And then I think I won another league and then came into the championship in another because I, with my little strategy, of well, oh, I'm all in on Chiefs over here. I'll get like a few Chiefs on these teams. So that one time it worked out. You kind of got to pick you know, a team with like a like the Mahomes thing was just crazy. He's a rookie and even he just went off. Um, or maybe that was his second year. I don't know it was ridiculous. So this so, there so there's
0: your answer. Yeah. It definitely can work because that wasn't that long ago. That was what f- yeah. four years ago? Yeah. Three years ago? Three years
1: ago? Yeah. Down, yeah. Uh well COVID, yeah probably four. So yeah, it, you know, and there's only one bye week. So Whatever. You know, I was like Chuck, you know, I was you can't go cutting your whole team to try to save a week. You just you do have to just eat that, you know, for sure. But I really like crushed. Like the whole like point total was like two hundred point lead at the end or something. I'm exaggerating. But yeah.
0: Um
1: maybe not. It was it was a, it was pretty awesome. And again, shout out to uh I don't know if we have a code name for um the dark, the Dark yeah. Lord, the Dark Sith, yeah, or Fart um, Hammer,
0: or any any one of the. Okay, I mean, there can, we
1: go. Yeah, yeah. So Fart Hammer, shout out to Fart Hammer for his inspirational, uh, you know, multi-page diatribes about our league because I, I I was pretty proud of the story. If I can find it, I'll uh, I'll share it at some point the uh, lyrics to Eight Chiefs for Life. You got it. I sent it out to my opponent that night before, in the whole league explaining how I'm going to fucking kill him. And uh, which was also fun to talk shit and actually have it work because it never really worked in my favor. Um, but that time I was pretty confident and um, yeah, it was it was the most glorious fantasy season of all.
0: So that's that's awesome. I'm so glad that I, I asked that question. And, and here's the thing. You just said the word confident and I'm, we're going to get to your last topic in a second. But I was so confident we played each other this week in the league. We, I was so oh, confident yeah. going into this. You week. should have been. I was yeah. like, "Holy shit, we're gonna! I'm gonna fucking! I'm gonna win four and zero. It's gonna be fucking so easy." And yep. and then I start. Lo- and I was coming back from uh, from the White Mountains this weekend, and I start looking at my phone when I get back. I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on here?" And then Tyreek goes <laughs> off, just goes off. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing was working for me. Chris Carson sucks. Uh, it just everybody decided to have a shit week. And on one hand, I was just like, "Well, fuck!" I'm, I knew I, it was over halfway through the first game. I knew I wasn't going to win, and I and I just I was actually hoping that it just totally tanks because then I'm like, okay, well then everyone got it out of their system yes. as if that's really a thing, right? is the stupidest idea. <laughs> yeah, but it's like can't, can't get everybody get it out of their system so it never happens again. But I know it will. I know it's going to happen
1: again. That's okay. I, I am with you. I am with you with that psychology. It's as dumb as looking at whatever happened last on the roulette wheel, but we all do it. Yes. But, oh, well, that's three, three reds in a row. I definitely got that on black. Yeah, and it has nothing, no bearing. But you all do it, and it's there, displaying the history's there to so, you know display what happened on the wheel. We all look, and it has no bearing so, on uh, the next, <laughs> the next spin. Um, so same thing. I want to lose spectacularly yes. if I'm going to lose, and I did the same thing, other than the whole point total thing where that hurts you in that regard. Um, early in the season, you're not sweating that part too much, right? And and I had the same exact thing happen the week before, where I think I finally got a win. And then my team put up uh, about the same as you, about eighty nine fucking points. It was <laughs> so painful, just embarrassing. And uh, that week, it was the what's the it, it's a trifecta? It was a fivefecta, whatever that is, <laughs> a quintfecta where I the all three fantasy teams lost, the Patriots lost, and the Red Sox lost. I remember that. That's right. And I was just like, "Fuck off." Uh, so this was a good bounce back for me. So thank you for tanking. Oh, you're um, so welcome. Yeah. That was choking my plan. Extremely hard. That's yeah. right. And, um, and my so, receivers outscored your whole team.
0: Oh, well, thank you for pointing that out. I think it's pretty much true. Yep. Ty, I mean, Tyreek, he had like, what, 50
1: points, 48 points? I think points? he had 47. Yeah. yeah. McLaurin had 30-something. And uh, maybe, yeah, it was, yeah. Team but, victory. Yeah, you need that. You need that to happen. God, I was ready to quit I Quit the game. <laughs> Going dark. Going dark. Okay.
0: So one, one more quick note on roulette, and then I'm going to let you get to your last point. So that hmm. stupid roulette, like uh, – Okay, so at one point in time, roulette was a game that was played in casinos, and there wasn't that dumb board. There was no board. There was no history of what had happened. And then I want to know who the first genius mobster was to say, hey, uh, boss, I think if we put everybody's previous you know, hits up on a board right here – people are going to start following around like idiots and it's not going to make a difference. And then, you know what I mean? Like the first person to come up with that concept changed the game of roulette because it made everybody look at it as if they had a fighting chance and they don't, they just don't. You're better off throwing a dart.
1: I I kept some, I'd like to think uh, that maybe in a past life I was some kind of gangster. Uh, And uh, I think that was my, let's say my idea and I was going to be so, so well rewarded and, and praised for that idea. Yeah. But you know what came out the same day? Another guy was like, you know, we should do free drinks. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa.
0: That's a better idea. That's a
1: better yeah. idea. Yeah. And then that one was like, it's is so underappreciated. So, you know. Oh, that's funny. Great Grandpa Bugsy uh, uh, Bateman. Yep. Yep. Lost his chance to shine. Um, nothing like a second place idea. But no, it is funny, like how people. I mean, I mean, ha- I you have to look at it. You have to. You have to look. But at it's it. <laughs> it's distractingly stupid. You're so right. Um. Yeah.
0: And uh, and so the the last idea from the bus that wouldn't slow down's GM is is what?
1: Well, uh, I'm going to stick with the theme from before of of sort of penalties and accolades, and I think that there should be. Something uh, because uh, there was, by the way, this year has been definitely uh, better with banter. Again, it's, it's been discussed on previous episodes and That's it's true. so true. Just The banter has been funny and good and active and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if we were just starving for it or what, but it's, it's, it's been funny. But um, other child <laughs> did what I'm about to talk about next, which is possibly the worst drop of the season. And I didn't even appreciate how bad his drop was until I looked. Cause I will say, the, the downside of the increased banter is I can't even keep up. It's like, oh, my God, I've 37 tech. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I don't even know where it began. But he, he dropped. Uh, well, actually, I have a question for him. Is it Corderell or Cordero Patterson?
0: Okay. Corderell. So I've, been, I've always called him Corderell, but I, but I heard somebody say. Oh, that's like a third way. Uh, but I heard somebody say the, way the, the second way you said it. Uh, Cordero. Cordero. Cordero.
1: Cordero. Yeah,
0: that's, yeah that, I think that's the accepted and proper pronunciation of his first name.
1: Cordero. It. Like, it was my brother, Larry, my other brother, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Larry Darrell and Cordero. Uh, I, I don't know how it's said, but that guy, I've always tried to pick him up because he's one of those sneaky guys for whatever. I don't know why the league does this with him, but he's always, at least in Yahoo, and I don't know if it's Steve He's always a, a, eligible at two spots. You yep. can put him at wide receiver or running back because he was a magical flex you know, built in sort of flex player.
0: Remember Joe so, Horn? Joe Horn was the same way. He was a tight end or a wide receiver. Tight end, yes.
1: Yeah. He had no business being a tight end. He was a small dude. Yeah. So, Some, yeah I don't know first, what the deal was five, that five he in
0: Yahoo, but Yahoo he was a tight end or a wide receiver. Somewhere in Yahoo looked at like
1: middle school stats and was like, Here he was, he was a tight end and you know
0: He played it one one snap.
1: Exactly. So, so, so Ugly Child cut Cordero Patterson and not only, well, that sucks because he went off and got three, you know, three CDs and a huge day, but I didn't realize he had also used a waiver pick to get him like two games before, which definitely cements it as the worst drop of the year because you dropped the guy you used the waiver pick for uh, so hastily uh, and he picked up some shithead who did nothing and so I think I think there's something that's funny about voting for that at the end of the year, if anybody can keep track. And then possibly the best pickup, which is not as funny to reward people as to make fun of people. But sometimes it's kind of interesting to be like, God damn, I cannot believe you got that guy off waivers or, you know, whether somebody caught him or um whatever. But so probably probably that one as I'm saying it isn't is not as fun. Um, but you know, I like the idea of like like a couple like uh season-long awards that can have, I don't know, sausage-related prizes or penalties. I, 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 something with nitrate.
0: Oh, Something with preservatives, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it, it, and the thing is, God bless Ugly Child, because he called it out. He said, oh, yeah, yeah. great job, you know. and And the weird <laughs> thing about him as a player is if you look at the target share and the snap count, like, He's not on the field as much as Mike Davis. He's not getting necessarily as many looks or opportunities, but he's fucking making the most of a man. And if it weren't for Derrick Henry, he'd be the number one fantasy running back. Do you realize that? That's fucking crazy. And now he's yeah. out there. So someone's going to pick him up tomorrow morning. That's for sure. Somebody Are, is going every, to. Ugly
1: child is punching air right now. Definitely. Just, just. So pissed. He wants him back. But, but, here's the thing. but a yeah. player
0: like that, there's no way that output for the amount of time on the <laughs> field right. is going to keep up because somebody will burn another waiver pick, pick him up, play him for the rest of the year, and he's going to shit the bed. It just won't be. Because here's the thing. If he's on the field, the other team's like, okay, well, he's on the field. They're going to fucking go for him because every time he's on the field, they look at him. So eventually so? defenses will correct to that, and his numbers will go back down to six, seven points a game. It's going to
1: happen. You you would think, but yeah, he is one of those special sort of like trick play kind of guys. Um, yeah, I, I, I felt Swiss like Army he's,
0: knife. Uh, he's a Swiss Army
1: knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. So I, I tried to I tried to get him um, before the game, and I freaking blew it. I was I was like I kind of like had him, and I was deciding who to cut, and then CBS just grayed him out. and It was one o'clock, and I'm like, God damn it. Cause then it went it was like he's back on waivers. So I feel like I cut him almost. Cause I like saw him and knew I didn't, I know he was going to go off like that, but I just needed uh, like a look at utility guy like that. It's good to have. And yep. Blew it.
0: That's okay. You live to fight another day. You're two and two and everything's fine. And, and, and mm-hmm. Mr. Bateman, I want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy Hollywood schedule to come and be on the show. I think it was time well spent. Um, I appreciate I your perspective. Absolutely. We solved a lot of problems. I mean, that that's undeniable. Nobody can say that we didn't. We definitely did. And we'll keep solving problems. Uh, and right now, if you could see my studio audience, you'd be so proud of the performance because they are on their feet. They're doing the wave. They're doing the worm on the field. Um, uh, and I have two words right now. Uh, Yankees suck, those are my first two words And then go Red Sox uh, let's, let's win this game tonight And let's see what we can make out of this crazy season what, what a fucking weird season for the Red Sox But here they are, they got a chance to keep playing And, and they can beat this team So, go Sox
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing they're here And I would uh, echo that I, I went to the game uh, on the, the, My 5 lost day Was also a hangover of Being at the stadium Took my kids to uh, the Yankees-Socks game on the day before, where they got trounced with a just soul-crushing grand slam late in the game. Mm. Um, and that team seems kind like I gotta say, I've never seen Fenway so Yankee-centric. Um, that you know, it, when that grand slam was hit that Saturday, it, I mean, you'd think we were in the Bronx. Like the place went nuts, Fuck. like joyous. Yeah, it was really fucking annoying. So. I hope that doesn't happen so much tonight. Um, it's all the goddamn college
0: kids from from, uh, from upstate New York that are going to fucking UMass and every other place.
1: Absolutely, yeah, bunch of bunch of tricks. Jackson's. So hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we get a good outcome. Uh, yeah, it feels like the Red Sox were like the worst first place team ever this year, <laughs> first for so long, and nobody believed in them at all. Uh, and and then feel like like everybody was like calling their doom before it happened, but so true. Yeah, well,
0: all right dude but listen yeah, turn around tonight turn around tonight and uh may all your best players get hurt and thanks again for coming on the show crowd loved it and until next time everybody have a great night
1: all right keep
0: out see ya